And now, for your listening pleasure, The Blazing Defender Report, with your host, Travis Jones! And we are live! Welcome, everyone, to another amazing edition of the Blazing Defender Report. I'm your host, Travis Jones, a.k.a. the Big Bearded Bastard. Even though I don't have my beard anymore, what the fuck's up with that? I know, I hate it. I fucking hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Be back soon enough. Trust me. Uh, damn work thing gets in the way. Uh, a.k.a. the Blazing Defender. What's going on, guys? Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me this week. I want to say hello to everybody on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, love you guys, your family, and also to my Facebook Live people, what is going on? Happy Friday to you, end of the fucking work week. I hope you're sitting back having a drink, having a brew, smoking a joint, having some bourbon. If you can handle your heroin, do heroin, I, you know, I don't really like telling people what to do. But just, you know, maybe just say no this time. I don't know. Have some coffee. I don't know. But um, if you're here to listen to me tell you about some comic book news, some comic movie news, and at the end, I'm going to tell you what comic books were worth a fuck this week and which one sucked ass. Spoiler alert. Nothing really sucked ass this week. There were, I did have some trouble with some very, very ultra popular titles right now. So, but we're going to get into all that one thing at a time, a little bit of housekeeping, if you don't mind. Uh, again, for new viewers, new listeners, I am the Blazing Defender. I am a Louisville firefighter. Huge, huge comic nerd. It's basically how I was able to read at a very, very young age uh, from what my family tell me. My father used to put me on his lap and would read X-Men comics to me. That's the reason I was four years old. I was running around fucking sticking like fucking forks and shit in my hands going around trying to stab people in the face because Wolverine was like my favorite hero of all time as a child probably not the best role model to have as a kid but it did increase my my reading ability at a very young age so uh what i do is, is i buy comic books every week and what i do is i have a few comic books in front of me sometimes i don't review all the comic books i read some of them just aren't really worth the review to be totally honest and what i mean by that is some of them are to be exactly what they are if you're a spider-man fan a thor fan or whatever you're gonna buy that okay uh I, that's what i do i buy that so what i like to do is for the people that really don't know comic books that well but they love 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 the movies i get guys all the time coming to me and go hey man uh i've seen that avengers movie dude that shit was pretty badass uh, man, Thor, he's awesome. And the Hulk, man, he's really strong. Yeah, they fucking are. And guess what? There's 70 years, more than 70 or 80 years or more of stories that uh, talk about all that, about how they got their strength and why they're so strong and just really how strong are they and could he beat he, him up and could that guy lift that and could you get my point? 
uh, I think a lot more people are wanting to uh, view the source material, but they really don't know how to do that. If you try to walk in your comic book shop right now and say, uh, hey, I want to check out comic books. Someone's going to say, oh, that's fucking awesome, dude. What do you like? Uh, I like Spider-Man. Well, good fucking luck. And I hope you're rich. Because I think he's got like 46 titles every week now. I don't know. Every time I look at a fucking cover, it's Spider-Man, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Pig. Uh, fucking, I don't know. It's ridiculous with that guy. Uh, oversaturate much? Listen to me, the Wolverine fan talking about. Hey, we killed our guy to stop the oversaturation problem. Maybe we should fucking act Spidey. Not going to happen. But anyway... My point is, you walk into a comic book shop wanting to find a Spider-Man comic book, your head's going to fucking explode. So, what I try to do is, is I tell you, uh, spoiler alert, no Spider-Man comic books this week. I try to tell you what I read this week. I try to hit the high points. I try to keep it as spoiler-free as I can. I want you to be as excited as I am when I turn the page and go, whoa, my God, what the fuck is that? It's it's what makes comic books comic books. It's it's the Walking Dead moment when uh, he he kills Abraham. Spoiler alert. Sorry, sorry guys. Uh, it's been almost a fucking year. Catch up, will you? Come on, Tomato. Uh, he kills Abraham, and then when you you thought he was done, and then he smashes Glenn's brains in. Same thing in comic books. Different medium, but it can have the same effect when you turn the page. Or you're reading it panel by panel, and then that last panel hits you, and it hits you like a fucking Mike Tyson uppercut. So, I, I try to keep it as spoiler-free as I can. Sometimes, I get excited and fuck it up. I apologize for that. But, I want you to get the gist of the book, and to make you go, you know what? I might try that book out. I think that book's pretty cool. Uh, he's talking about... A dude, a big ass dude with a with a fucking like a magic arm going after this hammer that rides a goat named Tooth Nasher, and he has a like a hellhound named Thory, and he's just fucking people up. And oh, that dude's in it from the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, The Collector. Yeah, that's what he said. My job is fucking done. My job is done. If I can get you that hype to go check that book out from just something that I said. And I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Ain't going to happen. It's happened. On multiple occasions, uh, I have been very, very happy with the people that have were virgin comic book owners who now have a fucking pull list. You know how happy that makes me? And that's all I want is for people to enjoy this medium as much as I do. Uh, that's just my goal here. So, enough of that shit. On with the show, as they say. Okay, guys. Again, I am part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. All right. Now, what the fuck is that? Let me tell you. A little bit of history behind that name. Why do you call yourself such an obscenely long name? I totally agree. I didn't make the fucking name. Okay? They came to me. I'm so happy they did. Uh, it's, been a out, it's been a wonderful, synergetic experience with these guys. If you like anything about this show go to the giant size team up network you're going to definitely find a show on there there are good shows on there not like this show they are fucking awesome shows on there 
breaking the panel, our flagship show. Um, phase and no, I'm sorry, booze and phasers. I always screw this name up. I, I want to say boobs and phasers all the time. Girls, I think you missed your your, your real title that would have got you a lot of, uh, of followers. But no, there's a show. We have a show now. Uh, it's a group of women, very classy women, my, my, mind you. Uh, they sit around, drink wine, and they talk about nerd shit. A lot of it's Star Trek, uh, hence phasers. So no, really, girls, it's a great title. Uh, I have enjoyed your show. I listen to it when I can. Uh, we have a new show. Uh, it's one of my new favorite shows, actually. It's called Botched. And it's about a group of friends that get smashed and work their way through the fifth edition, I believe, I believe that's correct, of Dungeons and Dragons. What a fucking fantastic idea. That is an awesome, awesome idea. It's a great show. It's a funny show. Uh, I know nothing about Dungeons and Dragons, unfortunately, and I enjoy it. So, uh, got some good stuff on that network, guys. Please check it out. GiantSizeTeamUp.com. Find a show there, and you'll find all my shows there as well. Okay, uh, and real quickly, I want to give some shout-outs to some Facebook groups that have supported me in this show since the beginning. Uh, Comic Jacked on Facebook. Check those guys out. If you ever wanted to know who would win a fight between uh, fucking, I don't know, Galactus and Squirrel Girl, or Squirrel Girl and the Riddler, or what the fuck ever. These guys have done it. You tell them you want to battle, I'll take this character, and you'll get 10 responses on people that want to fight you. And uh, they've got a little point system worked out and everything. Very, very cool. Please check those guys out. Some of my good friends are in that group as well. Uh, it, it's just a, it's a very positive, even though the arguments get heated sometimes, but hey, you know, we're nerds. We take our shit seriously. Uh, another show I want to shout out to is Orcs, uh, Ohio River Valley Cosplayers. That's a fucking mouthful. Thank God for the acronym there, right? No, really, uh, Orcs, uh, it's a very, very positive group to be in. It's a cosplay group. Uh, and it, it, uh, a cousin of mine started this group, and he went from fucking three people to, I think, like 300 people in less than a year. It's really gained some steam. They had a nice showing at Dragon Con this year or last year. Uh, just, they're doing a lot of cool stuff on that uh, on that page. I always check them out. They've been a big supporter of the show. Really appreciate it. Uh, the Great Superhero Debate 2017 with my boy Frank D. Frederick DeBow. My man, Frederick. Dude, I don't know how he finds the shit that he finds. Like, this, I mean, he's better than comic resources to me. He goes to every comic resource outlet, uh, I, IGN, Nerdist, comic resources. I mean, and just, he takes the cool shit and he posts it. And uh, BlazingDefenderReport.com, it's all shit that I stole from him. I'm just going to ask him to do my page for me. Uh, he's, it's a fantastic page. Uh, very breaking. I don't know how he finds it so fast. And he does it every day. I mean, I have days where I'm like, ooh, I think I posted this before Frederick did. Yes. And then other days I'm like, well, fuck, he posted it two days ago. How the fuck? 
So he, it's a great site to be on, guys. A great uh, Facebook page to visit, I should say. So please check that out. And my new and my last one, real quickly, Podcast Growth Mastermind. Uh, I think we need to work on our names, guys. <laughs> I think we need some acronyms. No, really. Blazing Defender Report, really. I do say BDR a lot. I do say BDR a lot. Okay, this is for all you uh, future podcasters, rookie podcasters, maybe even some professional podcasters out there. Um, this is a page where you can go uh, and learn. Uh, I'm new to the page, so I really don't know a whole lot about it, but it looks like it's ran very well. It's very organized. There's not a lot of bullshit on it, and I'm pretty sure you could reach out to a lot of people on that page to get some help uh, if you want some help starting a podcast. And let me just say, podcasting is the fucking shit. I don't give a fuck if you're playing D&D, you're reading comic books, you're drinking beers, and just shooting the shit with your friends. Let me tell you something about that. And I'm going to get on a fucking tangent. I've had six shots of espresso in this coffee, and I'm ready to fucking rock and roll. Listen, really quickly. The art of having a conversation, as I talk to this fucking screen, mind you, the art of having a conversation is becoming a lost art. It's becoming a lost art because everybody's on their fucking cell phones. Everybody's so engaged in everything else. You don't take time to have a person uh, sit down with you, talk to them, listen to what they say, form an opinion or form maybe a question that you can ask that person to maybe enlighten you or enrich your life. This is becoming a lost art and podcasting is what could represent the epitome of a conversation more than a podcast does. And if you have a podcast where your fucking cell phone's going off all the time and there's a bunch of other fucking distractions, you don't have a good one. Get rid of that shit. Okay, I have animals. Love, love, love my animals. They are my life. You kick my dog, I will fucking gut your ass. I promise you. I will I will not use, I won't even use a spoon. Because that shit would hurt. A spoon, if I gutted you with a spoon, it'd fucking hurt. I'm going to fucking reach in and grab some fucking guts and pull them out and make you watch as you fucking eat them. I love my animals. They ain't up here. This ain't about all that. This is about me and you. Having a discussion, having a conversation, even though it's really one-sided. <laughs> but I do have guests on, just to let you know. I do have guests on. And my now my, oh my God, my phone's ringing. That is some bullshit. Oh, you son of a, that turned it off. I think I turned it off. Okay. Uh, that, that sucked. Mike, you edit that shit out. You edit that shit out of my show. Okay, this is Travis's producer, Mike, here. Travis, there is no fucking way I'm editing that out of the show. To have you bitch about people and their interruptions and their distractions during the podcast, only to have your phone go off. <laughs> That's too fucking classic, man. I am totally leaving that shit in. There's, I, I, I hate that. Someone did that on purpose on Facebook, you cocksuckers. Okay, anyway, uh, it's becoming a lost art have a podcast have a podcast uh get in it to get into it with somebody that shares something that you love or maybe they don't share what you love and just talk just fucking talk okay enough of all that how about is this a good time for a word from our sponsor maybe maybe it is and i'm gonna do it anyway if not i will forget it and uh it's gonna suck anyway because i don't have the notes in front of me loot crates What's Loot Crate, you ask? Well, Loot Crate 
is a monthly subscription box for Epic Geek and Gamers. Um, I don't know how the rest of it goes. But anyway, let me just tell you. Uh, as a Loot Crate, Loot Crate subscriber, you get a box once a month, and it's themed. This month is Origins. Uh, and I can't remember the specific items that's going to be in. But let me tell you about the specific items. They're all licensed. They're all licensed items. Um, they're very, very, very cool items for the most part. And uh, I love them. Uh, I've gotten some really cool stuff out of there. I've gotten some great t-shirts. I've got a lot of cool stuff out of uh, Loot Crate. So please check it out. In the show notes, uh, if you go to the bottom, in the coupon code, put Giant Size Team Up Network in the coupon code, and we'll save you some loot on your loot crate. Okay, guys, movie news. Let's talk about some movie news. I got some good movie news for you. Okay, the last time we were on the show, uh, there was a, a huge, huge, I don't know, I don't want to call it a conspiracy or or. or, or or fan theory. I don't know what to call it. But what, Joe Maginello was in an interview with Empire saying that he's really, really loving the direction that Ben Affleck's script is taking on, uh, taking the Batman to. He said it's a very odd, uh, it's, it's, he didn't say odd. I'm trying to think of what he said. He said it's going in a, a different direction than what most people are going to expect, but he, I think it's going to be a direction that the fans are going to love. Okay. Then Ben comes out. I swear to fucking God, I think it was the next day. Ben comes out and he says, uh, I'm not doing the Batman movie if the script sucks. Uh, okay, A, aren't you writing the script? I thought you and Jeff Johns were writing the script. And I, I'd heard that you, you and Jeff Johns did write a script, but the studio didn't like it. So maybe that's why he was saying that. Like, well, our script sucked and I'm not doing that script because it sucked. Okay, that's cool. Uh, so what the fuck is Joe Maginello talking about? And what are you talking about for that, for that matter? So the, the, this is the late, this happened like three hours ago before, before I started the show. It says, uh, contrary to the assertion earlier this week, the Batman will undergo a complete rewrite. Once Warner brothers finds a director to replace Ben Affleck, a new report contends both the studio and film star are very happy with the current script. Okay, a variety reporter, Justin Kroll, tweeted out that the the show, the, the movie is not going under a complete rehaul uh, or a fresh start in, in, in movie terms, that everybody was really, really happy. The, uh, the president and CEO was very happy. Uh, Warner Brothers Pictures was very happy with the script. And uh, it was Chris Tiro, 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 I believe is how it says the uh, Oscar-winning writer for Argo, which Affleck directed, has turned in a rewrite of the Batman screenplay by Affleck and Jeff Johns. So he was basically given the script, and he rewrote it, and everybody's happy about it. Okay, that's fucking good news. Now at least we have a fucking script. We still have no director. Okay, and some of the names that have been tossed around, oh my God. Uh, and I love, uh, speaking of giant size team up network, there's another show on there, DC on screen, which is a fantastic show. I love those guys, but, and listening to one of their latest podcasts, I don't know which one of them said that 
he would even be okay with Schumacher coming back. Joel Schumacher coming back to direct the new Batman movie. I was on my way to work. This is no lie. I was on my way to work. And I heard that shit. And I grabbed my phone. And fucking like, I, I just had to do something violent. I had to do something violent. And I grabbed my phone and yanked it. And the fucking audio cord and shit came out of my dash. And I was... Don't ever fucking say that again. I don't know which one of you said it. Don't ever fucking say that shit again. The guy that destroyed the franchise, that nearly killed the Batman franchise, he gets no shot. If he ever touches another superhero movie, we should all fucking revolt. You think the Trump supporters or, or, or the Trump protesters are pissed off right now? Let fucking Joel Schumacher get no shot at Batman, and you're going to see goddamn World War Three up in here. I'll lead that shit, okay? Braveheart that shit. Uh, no, he does not get another shot. And, and just, I mean, Marvel has shown that good young directors can be incredible, okay? I'm not saying James Gunn or, or, or really, ah, um, oh, fuck, I can't think of the guy that did uh, the first Thor movie, which I really liked, or, or Joss Whedon for that matter. These guys aren't rookies, but you look at the Russo brothers, those guys are fucking, they did the community, Okay, they did the TV show, The Fucking Community, before they did uh, Captain America 2. So, but anyway, uh, there's good directors out there. You don't need a big name, but get somebody that can fucking do it. Uh, and I know Warner Brothers is all about the dollar, and I don't even give, think they give a shit about the problems that DC's having with their movies. Uh, they're making almost a fucking billion dollars, literally, almost a billion dollars with every fucking movie they put out. So why would they? As a business, and from a business standpoint, why would you? So, but anyway, I, I'm, I'm a huge, huge Batman fan. So this shit's close to my heart. I follow this because I want to be excited for this movie. And as of right now, I guess I'm happy they have a script. But I just feel like that studio's in just shambles still. Um, you know, but they're making a billion dollars on shit like the Suicide Squad. So what the fuck? All right. But anyway. I, I digress, literally. So, we've got a Batman script. Who, who fucking Ray? Uh, all right. Now, the next the next news is, um, again, big Batman fan. We're going to segue back into the Batman movie with Joe Maginello. He's not talking about a script this time, but he is talking about his preparation for Deathstroke, who is one of my favorite DC villains, anti-heroes, whatever you want to call him. Love, love, love me some, some Deathstroke. So, uh, he's taking this shit very seriously. He's already started katana training. Um, he's already like trying to learn. He's 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 going to uh, martial arts masters and finding out the most deadly forms of martial arts. He wants to know their stances that they stay in. Uh, and if you lost an eye, how would that change your stance? He's really getting into this picture. Now let's be honest, okay? Let's be honest, Joe Madge. Good-looking guy, big bastard. He's ripped. He's shredded, okay? The dude don't hurt for girls. But he wants to be considered a serious actor, and he wants to make money. True Blood probably got him pretty good. Pretty, You know, he made a pretty good living on True Blood. Um, and then the Magic Mike shit. Magic Mike did pretty good. I don't know what Joe Maj made, but he probably did pretty good there, too. He needs this. He needs a fucking knockout home run. He... Some actors don't want to be typecast. Some actors do. The actors that don't, that weren't successful, they wish they were typecast. Uh, if he's only known as Deathstroke for the rest of his movie career, I'm sure he'll be happy happy with that. 
But so he's taking this shit very, very seriously, which is what you want to see. I like Keanu Reeves and John Wick or the Matrix movie. The dude's not a great actor, but he went fucking balls deep into that shit. So uh, very excited to see Joe Mash taking that shit to heart. Uh, cannot wait to see Bats and Deathstroke lock it up on the big screen. All right. This was very, very, very cool. Uh Found out that not only uh, is Cyborg, did the mother box save Cyborg's life, he is a mother box. Now, stay with me here. If you've seen Batman versus Superman, then you've seen the, the little cameo appearance of Cyborg where his dad's trying to save him. He uses, this is what they call a mother box, okay? Uh, it basically fuses to his son, uh, and saved his life. So, okay, did it just save his life? How did it fuse with him? Blah, blah, blah. He is a mother box, all right? Now, what they've recently come out and said was that the, the DCU's mother boxes are going to be similar to the Infinity Stones in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And there are three. Uh, mankind had a mother box, and that was the one that we we wasted on Cyborg. <laughs> okay, so we don't have it no more. I guess it's theory, theory we do, but now Cyborg has it, and Mankind doesn't. Uh, the other one was the Atlanteans had a mother box, and the uh, Amazons had a mother box. So Aquaman, Wonder Woman, their people have the other two mother boxes. Now, uh, all three of them together make a, a mega mother box? I don't know. Uh, a motherfucker box? I don't know. Uh, but that I thought that was interesting. I had no idea that the mother box was going to play that big of a role in the DCU, but it looks like it is. So I thought that was very cool, uh, and that was news to me. So I hope it was news to you. All right. Uh, now we're going to get to some comic book news. Okay, that was pretty much it for the uh, for this week and movie news. Uh, the big Marvel event has been announced. It is going to be called the Secret empire uh we all know i say we all know maybe you don't know maybe you're just listening to the show for the first time captain rogers uh captain america steve rogers is a sleeper hydra agent and for like a year and a half now he's been putting together his master plan to basically i take over the america the world i have no idea uh in the last few issues He's really stepped it up. Uh, he basically has control of S.H.I.E.L.D. now, and S.H.I.E.L.D. is basically controlling the world's security. So I'm sure, you know, and, and Steve masterminded all this. It was actually really, really cool. Even the events of Civil War Part Two, a lot of it was due to Captain America's machinations. So I thought that was very, very cool. This looks like the culmination of it, The Secret Empire. It is going to be written by Nick Spencer, who's on the book now. And uh, I'm very excited to see Steve McNiven and Andrea Sorrento as the artist. These motherfuckers kick ass. This book is going to look fabulous. It's going to look amazing. Now, let me tell you something about Nick Spencer. I haven't been in love with the Captain America Steve Rogers book, I think it's okay. I think it's okay. I think it's decent. It's okay. Let's just go that far. I'll just say it's okay. 
But Nick Spencer's other books, uh, The Fix in particular, is phenomenal. It was definitely on my list for the best of 2016. If it keeps going like it is, it's going to be on my list for 2017. It is a fantastic book about two police officers. Uh, it's not capes. It's not superheroes at all. But it is fucking funny as shit. I laugh out loud every time I read an issue. It is fantastic. Uh, now, you know, Stephen McNiven, love his art. He has fantastic art. He's done a lot of shit with Mark Millar. And uh, Soriento is on the Old Man Logan book now. His shit is, I would buy any book that Andrea Soriento wrote, or I'm sorry, illustrated, because it is worth the price of admission. Uh, whether the writing sucked or not, I'm going to buy it because it just looks that good. So, uh, Secret Empire number one or zero, I think, comes out in April. The book doesn't start till August. Oh no, I'm sorry, it will arrive in May. So uh, be looking, be looking for that. It's it's, and when I say big Marvel event for for all you comic noobs out there, you know, it's going to be a book that it's going to be called Secret Empire. And it's going to have, I believe, nine issues, I guess. Nine issues? Eight issues? Nine issues. We'll run for nine issues with issue zero in April. The first the first issue will arrive in May. Uh, and it's going to have several tie-in books with Spider-Man, Thor, the X-Men, the Inhumans, Doctor Strange, Miss Marvel, the Ultimates, I'm sure, uh, the the Guardians of the Galaxy, Old Man Logan, all these books are going to have tie-ins. That's the reason it's a big event. Now, do you have to buy all those tie-ins to get the story? No, you should not have to. But there are some tie-ins that are going to be decent, and my dumbass will probably buy them. So I'm going to let you know. If you keep tuning into the show. I will let you know what I felt like was a great tie-in and, and what wasn't. Now. Captain America Steve Rogers was a fantastic tie-in to Civil War Part II, the, Mar the Marvel's big event last summer. Uh, it really led, I mean, you really got the big picture with it. So that was a great tie-in. The other ones, not so much. So, uh, but like I say, stay tuned here. I will let you know about all that shit. Okay, uh, the next one. Okay, DC... Batman versus Flash crossover event, The Button. Um, that's coming soon. That is basically going to be the first, it looks like the first segue or first introduction of the Watchmen into the DCU. Now, if you don't know who the fucking Watchmen are, I don't know what to fucking tell you about that. You need to go buy it. You need to go to Books A Million. You need to go to Comic View or is it ViewComic.com? It's one of those. Go there. Put in Watchmen and read it. Uh, it's a fantastic story. And I cannot believe I'm saying that Alan Moore actually had a good comic book, but he did. Um, that These characters, I've been wanting this for a long, long time. And it looks like it's going to happen. So uh, you're not going to want to miss out on the Flash Batman crossover, The Button. And uh, they, they're already firing up the variant covers. Now, what's a variant cover? For all you noobs out there. A variant cover is a very selected uh, cover that is different from the retailer book that it normally comes with. And how you get these variants is your comic shop has to buy so many issues and they will get so many of these variant covers. Some of them are so exclusive, they are high, high dollar. 
some never even make it to the shelves because they're basically already bought or already on the internet by the time uh, the day comes. So all these links I'm talking about, guys, you can see on the blazingdefenderreport.com. Uh, check out the story in further detail. I'm just kind of uh, hashing over a lot of it for time time's sake. But just like I said, giving you the bits and pieces so that you might, I thought it was cool, so I, you might think it's cool. So please check out those. Uh, all right, man, that's it for that shit. Let's get to the fucking comic books, man. Let's get to it. All right, first, one of my first books I'm going to review tonight is Deadly Class 26. Now let me tell you something about Deadly Class. Deadly Class is a book by Rick Remender, and it is fucking fantastic let me give you a brief synopsis you've got a high school that takes heads of um like not really heads but like the children of the heads of crime organizations and teaches them how to be badass how to be ruthless how to be assassins um so it's basically like pretty little liars uh you know fucking goes to assassin school it's got all the drama and, and and popness or cuteness or whatever you want to call it of high school but they're all learning to kill each other and this book like the walking dead nobody is safe nobody is safe and the reason this book is going to be really hard to review is because i will tell you this there was a huge character in the first arc Okay, of, of the freshman year, if you want to call it that, that somebody didn't make it out of that. Okay, they have a big final at the end of the year. And basically, if you come back, you survived. If you, if you fail, you're dead. Well, we thought somebody was gone, and they're not. And I was so fucking excited when I read this comic book. This comic book has action it has sex. It's very adult. Uh, definitely not for your fucking kids, nor is this show, obviously. But it is utterly fantastic. I love it, and I'm so excited this character is back. He's somebody that I cannot believe he's back, but he is. Uh, the, the artwork is fantastic. Rick Remender has just a way of delivering a just a fantastic story. And the, the thing about Remender is there's a lot of characters in Deadly Class. I mean, you've got people from, you have people from all over the world in this school. You have Asians, you have blacks, you have Hispanics, you have uh, Russians, you have uh, uh, Ukrainians. I mean, all these different people. And it kind of brings their background in with them which is what makes this it's so fantastic because everybody here is knows they're basically going to try to kill each other at some point but yet you still have all these clicks of high school and it's just it's funny to see like none of these people are really good people some of them try to be good people they don't last long um it's just it's a great book i've always loved it since since the first time i've read it my co-host big sam he turned me on to it because I'm a big Rick Remender fan. There's not much the guy writes that I don't like. And Deadly Class is just, uh, it's a little bit uh, escape from the superhero, the capes, the mask, the superpowers. It has none of that. 
It's a very grounded, very down-to-earth, but highly, highly octaned adventure. Every issue. It's one of the few books that I, when I see it on the stands, I'm excited. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, Deadly Class is out. So it's an excellent, excellent book. Uh, the next book I'm going to do is the one I'm probably going to catch some shit for. is Karnak for my Facebook Live people. I'm going to show you the cover there. Karnak number six. Karnak is an inhuman. Now, my question is, is he truly? We, we find out in this issue, which we've kind of known before, Karnak does have the inhuman gene, but he's never went through teragenesis. Now, maybe you're watching the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Um, you should be vaguely familiar with what I'm talking about. If you're not, don't worry about it. Um, Karnak did not go through teragenesis. So, is he an inhuman? I guess technically he is because he has the gene. But he's never been through teragenesis, so he hasn't really evolved. I'm not sure what's what's up with all that. Okay? In this story, but what he did was is he taught himself to find the flaw in everything. I always thought it was his superpower. I always thought it was his inhuman gift, but it's not. If you're familiar with Star Wars, Mace Windu had an ability through the Force called Shatterpoint. He could find the weak spot in anything and exploit it. Karnak's same ability. And he's a kung fu master. So, uh, or karate or some type of martial art. He's pretty, he's pretty hard to handle. One of the baddest inhumans by far, uh, other than maybe Black Bolt and Medusa. So, in this book, there is an inhuman boy who has basically been, we thought, kidnapped by a group that was worshiping worshiping him as the next messiah. And the reason is is cuz his inhuman ability is he can give them superpowers. So Karnak has been trying to find this kid with Shield's help. Actually Shield uh involved Karnak to help them uh find this kid because he was inhuman they thought Karnak should be involved. But what we kind of learn is, is the kid's not in trouble. Uh, he kind of likes it. And he kind of feels like he's doing good with his inhuman ability. Karnak feels differently about it. Karnak feels like, and this is, this, is, this is where I'm getting really confused. I love Warren Ellis. He wrote this book. But this book confused me more than sh- bigger than shit as I read it. I read it three times. He tells this kid that he, he shouldn't be giving these kids or these people powers just because they want them. Okay? Uh, and the kid's kind of like, well, why not? You know, you know, t- is not teragenesis kind of the same thing? You know, you have these people with inhuman ability or inhuman gene. If they want to go through teragenesis to see what they can become, then isn't that basically giving them an ability? Now, sometimes teragenesis doesn't work out for everybody. We're, I'm not going to get this too far in the weeds with you. Maybe I already have. I apologize. But my point is, is Karnak is pissed at this kid for this is his inhuman ability. But yet Karnak feels like he's, I guess, wasting it or abusing it somehow. I don't know. Uh, but but Karn, this book, if it's taught you one thing, it shows you how badass and ruthless Karnak is. And that's what I've really enjoyed about it. I get a deeper look into him 
this book, this issue was a very deep look into him, and I'm confused. He does something to this kid. Uh, does not kill him. I will tell you that. No spoiler alert there. But Karnak, I got a feeling as this series continues, he's going to deal with the ramifications on what happened in this issue. I hope so. Because I hope they, they don't ever, I hope this is not an issue they never refer to again. Because if so, I'm going to be really pissed. Because the end and what Karnak does after he did what he did to this child, I was very confused about. Very confused about. I do not understand it. It does not fit his character up to this point. I seen no inclination of, of anything like this. And like I said, I don't want to spoil it. But if you have any thoughts, hit me up on BlazingDefender.com, on Twitter, whatever. Let me know what you thought uh, the story meant to you as far as uh, the end. I, I want to say it's the last page of what Karnak, yes, the very last page. I was very confused by that. From everything that Karnak said to the boy to everything that he did, it was very confusing. But Karnak, let me, let me re reiterate this. Karnak has been fucking fantastic. Karnak has been an awesome ride. Uh, again, another title I get very excited about because I know it's going to be something that uh, I really want to uh, I really want to read. Okay, the next book is and this is me opening the plastic because I bought one of the variant covers. I purchased one of the variant covers that I was just telling you about. Um, I'll show you. I didn't want the glare to hit the camera. Darth Maul number one. Okay, now this is a book that I've been eagerly awaiting. Written by Colin Colin Bunn and Luke Ross is the artist. Uh, was not really familiar with Luke Luke Ross's art. It's pretty good. He draws a very very good Darth Maul. Uh, the action's really really good. IGN ripped this book. Uh, that's the reason I felt like I needed to talk about it today. Uh, okay. What the fuck did you want, IGN? Let me tell you something. If you're a Star Wars fan, you need to be reading, let me say, four books. I'll add Darth Maul into this. You need to be reading Star Wars, which I'm getting a review. The Darth Vader series, which is over now. There was only 25 issues. Go back, read it. And I'm going to say the Han Solo series because I've really, really enjoyed it. The, um, all of them. All of them. Have been great. The one I didn't like, uh, and it w just wasn't my my taste in it, was the Princess Leia book. I'm not even sure if they're still doing it. They may be. They may be still doing that book. I'm not really sure. I haven't seen one in a while, but I don't buy it. Um, they're all fantastic. If you're a Star Wars fan, this is what you've been wanting. This is what you've been wanting out of your movies. This is what you wanted out of the prequels. This is what you. This is what you wanted. I'm telling you right now, you're not going to be upset with this. What do you want out of Darth Maul? Okay? You want action. You want violence. And you want backstory. Right? If I'm wrong, you let me know. Let me know if I'm wrong or not on that. Okay? That's what this book was. We're getting a little bit more backstory to Maul. Not much. This first book was a lot of action a lot of violence, which who don't love that shit, right? When it comes to Maul, 
Um, Maul, did you really think Maul's a great tactician? I mean, what kind of book did you want out of Darth Maul? I don't understand. IGN gave it like a fucking 4.5. You're, you're, you're fucked. You're, you're stupid. I don't know what you want. Why'd you read it? Uh, I'm not going to go see Fa Fast and the Furious or, or John Wick 2 and, and, and look for plot problems. I'm not going to fucking do that. So why would you read a book like that? I don't, I don't understand. It, 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 I'm, I'm getting angry, aren't I? I, I? I've noticed that. I'm like, I'm getting hot and shit. And my veins are uh, punching out of my arms. I don't really know why I'm getting angry. It's because I, I feel like people are going to look at the review on IGN, which is a huge, huge comic resource, and they're going to go, oh, fuck, that book sucked. I'm not buying it. Well, I'll tell you what. I was disappointed in the review, too, because I do like a lot of what IGN says. Then I read the review, uh, and I was irritated. Glad I bought the book. The book is great. We're going to get more backstory with Maul. Uh, he was obviously a character that was killed off way too fast. And did you ever want to see Darth Maul fight, fight a, a Rathcor? Rathcor? Rancor? Not a Rancor. Damn it. I got to go look it up now. It was the, the things, the creatures that Han was smuggling in Force Awakens. Raktar? Raktar. Raktar? I don't fucking know. Pack hunters. Hold on. Oh, yeah, you learned that too. They're pack hunters. Oh, my God. This is making me... Raktars. Raktars. That's what they're called. They're like the most dangerous creature in, in the galaxy, okay? Maul's hunting him for fucking fun, all right? That's how badass he is. Uh, it was kind of like in the first, one of the first issues of Darth Vader when they're looking for Vader, and they're like, where is he? And they're like, oh, he's on Tatooine. What's he doing on Tatooine? Uh, he was killing Sand Raiders. Why was he killing Sand Raiders? For the fucking fun of it. That's why he was killing Sand Raiders. Darth Vader, I mean... I'm telling you, these, these Star Wars books, they've been fantastic and awesome. Okay, enough of it. You get it. Buy Darth Maul. If you want Darth Maul, you buy Darth Maul. You will not be disappointed in it. Okay, uh, the next book is Star Wars. Now, you say, well, why should I buy Star Wars books? I'm going to tell you. In, in, the, in the Star Wars series, we're on issue 28. I'm going to show you the cover. The cover's pretty cool. Okay. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi... Luke found a journal written by Obi-Wan Kenobi. And in this journal are various stories. There's stories from his time on Tatooine, watching over Luke as a child, to in these last three issues now. Or no, I'm sorry, these last two issues now. No, it is three. I apologize. The last three issues, we get a Yoda story. Three stories, actually. Okay. Um, it's a story from Obi-Wan's perspective that was told to him through from Yoda and now Luke's reading it and on his way to becoming a Jedi. It is a fantastic look into Yoda. Uh, we don't know how young Yoda is at this point, but they introduce a character who's a child when the story was being told to Obi-Wan to somebody that Obi-Wan ends up running into later in his life. Very, very cool. And I'm still very curious to see what happens with, and I'll call them this, these Force Rocks. 
and they're not the uh, the dragon uh, crate dragon stones like from the Rogue One movie that power the Jedi's crystals. These are different stones. Okay, so I'm very very curious to see where all this leads. This is um, I, and I, there, there's going to be another one. There's going to be another Yoda story at the end, and I'm sure that's going to get more into the origin of this mountain, this force sensitive rock. Uh, maybe the whole planet is force sensitive. I'm not sure, but these stories are just if you're if you're if you fiend and you Jones for Star Wars stuff, this is it. This is it. Marvel has done a fucking fantastic job of of recreating these stories, and Jason Aaron is like one of the greatest writers of all time. He knows these characters' voices. Just try it. If you're if you're a Star Wars fan and you love these movies, just try to read the comic books. Okay, do that for me. All right. Now I've got to give a huge, huge shout out to uh, Image Comics, Skybound, Skybound Comics, um, Eric Kirkman's uh, Skybound Comics. They do this every once in a while, and it's it's awesome. It's from Image Image Comics. They do this once in a while. It is it's wonderful. More comic companies should do it. I don't know why they don't. Twenty five cent comic books. Twenty five cents. This The Walking Dead was twenty five cents this week and or last week, and Fangora. I believe was 25 cents. I bought it. I've never bought a Fangora comic book in my life. It was a fucking quarter. Are you shitting me? Outcast this week was a quarter. I've uh, never read an Outcast comic. Love the TV series. So I thought, what the fuck? I'll buy it. Um, and, and I'm just going to say this right now with the Walking Dead comics. And, and this will be the end of the show. The Walking Dead comics are phenomenal. I held out reading them for, for a long time because I love the TV show. Everybody in my comic shop was like, dude, you're still going to love the TV show. They changed it just enough to where if you read the comic books, you're going to know about what's coming, but you're not going to know how it plays out. We are constantly surprised on the TV show, and we've read all the comics. And I was like, okay, I'm fuck it. I'm going to do it. I'm so glad I did. Uh, the show's great. The comics are fucking phenomenal. And I'm going to tell you this right now. And, and, and he has a huge moment in this comic. Another huge moment. What they're doing with Negan is unlike anything I've seen uh, a comic company or a writer. Let me say this. A comic writer do with a villain. They've never done it with the Joker, Vader, or any of these villains. And can we put Negan up there and maybe the top seven villains of all time? Like, just fucking hating his guts, right? Even if you've watched a TV show, you can kind of get on board with that. He does a lot of shit in this comic book, okay? This, if you're watching the TV show, the events that take place in this comic book happen a few years from the TV show where we're at in the timeline of the TV show now. Okay. So, and yes, Negan is still around. Will he still still be around on the TV show? I have no fucking idea. I really, really hope he is. And I would not be saying that if I had not read the comic books 
to see where he's going with this. In this issue, we're still fighting uh, the Whisper War. Um, it's basically this group of survivors that have, they don the skin of walkers so they can basically move around, basically live among them. Like, I don't know if they ever take their fucking skin off. I think they live in it. Um, and what has happened is they ran into Rick and our group. The war has started. Negan is a part of it. But he's on our side. That's all I'll say. He's on our side. And there's a whole reason why he's on our side and what happened with that. And you've got to read the comic books. This is issue 163. They're all not a quarter, unfortunately. Um, but they, they live in trade paperback form. You can get them all, all there. The, this, this was a great issue. And again, Negan has done something that will either make you love him or hate him. And he's had several issues like this in the last 10. Okay, especially during the Whispers War. So I'm curious to see what Rick does. And and I tell I told my wife one night, I said, I was telling her about the comic book and how fucking fantastic it is. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? He killed, he killed Glenn, he killed Abraham. And he's a, Big douchebag, right? Okay. In this world of The Walking Dead, could that guy ever redeem himself from his past atrocities? I don't know. That's the question. And that's the question that they're asking in this comic book. And they're doing it phenomenally. Robert Kirkman, uh... I don't know, probably a huge dick, from what I understand, writes a fucking great comic book. So, Walking Dead, get that shit. That's all I'm going to fucking say is get that shit. Okay, uh, the last book, I said I was going to show, but I'm not. I'm lying, totally lying. Uh, the last book I'm going to review today is Batman 16 by Tom King and David Finch as an artist. Uh, Tom King... I've loved this book uh, from the get-go. Tom King came on after Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, who will go down as, in my opinion, and in my host, my co-host's opinion, Sam, Big Sam. Uh, they are the quintessential Batman uh, writer artist. They are the best, uh, and that's saying a lot. That's how good that run was with Capullo and Snyder. Tom King's run. Is is real close. Is real close to that for me. I've loved what Tom King has done. Um, there's been an issue here and there that I, I wasn't crazy about, but when the story arc finished, I loved it. Uh, this issue here was just a, 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 an atypical Batman issue. Not a lot of Batman. This a lot of it's Bruce Wayne, and this is why. Bane's coming. Uh, in the last few issues, Batman has had a run-in with Bane. He took something from Bane. Bane is coming to get it. Um, and he's coming to fuck Batman up and probably everybody Batman loves. 
So Bruce has a meeting with all the Robins. And if you haven't been reading the Batman books, there's a shit ton of Robins now. Some that were dead or back. Some that were dead or back. Some that were dead or back. And some are brand fucking new. Uh, we've got a black guy Robin now, which is pretty cool. Uh, and he's slowly becoming one of my favorites also because of the way Tom King writes him. So instead of meeting in the Batcave... Uh, I believe it might have been uh, Tim Tim Drake. No, not Tim Drake. Uh, it might have been Dukes. He's the new he's the new Robin. It might have been his idea to go to a burger joint, and this burger joint is like uh, a a parody. It's called Bat Burger, and the dude taking the orders in a Batman suit. You can get your fries Jokerized. They've got Night Wings, Robin Nuggets, uh, Riddle Me Fish, Killer Croc, Monsieur, I don't know what that is, Two-Faced Sandwich, uh, the Bat Burger, Bat Mike Meals, Bat Sodas. It's just, it's, it's fucking hilarious. And Bruce is not amused. But the, the talk is he gets them all together to basically tell them, Get the fuck out of town. I'm handling it. I'll take care of Bane. He's not hurting anybody I love anymore. You're gone. That's an order. Get out. And it's the camaraderie between all the Robins as they're sitting in the booth. Uh, not Tim Drake. Uh, Todd. Uh, oh, shit. What's his name? He's the Red Hood now. Um, he, him and Damien are, are, are going back and basically having a food fight and it's, it's funny. Bruce gets irritated with them. Like they're his kids. Uh, it's like they don't get out a whole lot and when they do, they don't know how to act. It was a, it was a very cool issue to read, but it still conveyed the importance and the darkness, uh, of the, of the Batman comic books, uh, and Bane's coming and he's pissed and it's, uh, are the Robins going to listen? Some of them do. I won't tell you who do. Uh, some of them don't. And then the ones that do stay, they're having second thoughts. Like, you know, Bruce told us to leave. We should have left. So, is another Robin actually going to die again? And maybe stay, stay dead this time? I don't know. We'll see. Tom King has been writing a hard, hard-hitting Batman story. So, uh, I, I expect no different with this story arc. So, Batman 16, uh, Tom King, David Finch. David Finch, art, I love it. Totally, I, I love his art. always have. Not so good of a writer, but his, uh, art is, is where his, his forte is. Uh, guys, and that is the last comic book I have to review tonight. Um, thank you for tuning in. Please check me out on all the social media outlets. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I've got a stack of books to go over next week. I can show you what they are really, really quick. Uh, I had the unworthy Thor, which was awesome. I already read it, Jason Aaron. I have Batman the Detective Comics, which has been very, very good. I have All-Star Batman. Do you think I like Batman? Do you think I like him a little bit? Um, by Scott Schneider, and we'll definitely be talking about this run. Scott Schneider's run, All-Star Batman. And now I've got we've got a new book for next week, uh, Rebirth, Justice League of America number one. This is Batman's Justice League of America. And if you can see this group right now, uh, Killer Frost and Lobo are in it. 
fuck yeah, sign me up on that shit. And then another book that I've thoroughly enjoyed, loved, loved, loved. Christopher Priest is back. Uh, he wrote a, to me, the quintessential uh, Black Panther run for Marvel years ago. He's back on Deathstroke. I have loved his work so far on Deathstroke. He's bringing in all kinds of DC people, DC heroes, DC villains, and just made Deathstroke the bad motherfucker that he is. And speaking of bad motherfuckers, I'm the Blazing Defender. And I want to thank you personally. If you made it this far in the show, you are fucking family. I appreciate everything that you've done for me and this show. Please visit the Giant Size Team Up Network. Oh, and we're having game night on Saturday. I'll be at the Firehouse, unfortunately, but the guys are streaming it on Twitch. They're playing Dungeons and Dragons with the botched guys that I was telling you about in the beginning of the show. Please check that out. That'd be fun as hell. I am definitely in on that shit next time that I do, they have it that I don't work. With that being said, guys, on a personal note, the world is fucking crazy right now. Please, please, please judge people by their actions and set an example for people by your actions okay uh, there's a lot of fucked up shit out there there's a lot of kids that are confused they don't know what's going on right now there's a lot of adults that don't know what's going on right now just be a good person treat people like you would want to be treated and the easy way is never the best way and that's all I'll say for that Travis Jones the Blazing Defender for the Blazing Defender Report Signing off. See you guys. Be careful.